Hello and welcome to this episode of the Sports Unite podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in, listening whenever you might be listening, uh, whether it's today or tomorrow or in the future. I thank you so much for joining us once again. This is going to be one of those traditional podcasts where it's just me, no guests. We're going to go through some rundown. We're going to go through some news that will unite us all. It's been a few uh, few weeks since we've had some of those stories. And of course, we're going to continue on with our Olympic coverage. We're getting very, very close. We're into May now. How crazy is it that is May 2021? It's been a year since we started this podcast, and we are less than three months away from the Olympics happening. I'm super excited. I know you are super excited. So let's get started. The NHL and NBA are closing out their seasons. The NHL finished this past week. We're not going to go into the uh, playoff scenario because that is going to be our next episode, a giant NHL preview episode that will drop next week right before the Toronto-Montreal game. We're trying to book a few fans from both teams because we know it's going to be electric. The first time they're facing each other since the 70s, so you know bad blood is going to be there. Now, the NBA is just about to finish their season. Few teams have a couple games left, and not everything is decided, especially in the West. Uh, There's still a few maneuverings. Some teams can not get into that play-in round, and um, a few teams have already booked their standings into the playoff, or play-in round, I should say. It's a little bit confusing this uh, year, but we're going to go through a breakdown a little bit later on so that we kind of understand the playoff scenario for NBA season this year, but it's just about to be done, and then we will go into what the heck happens next. And now it's time to get into our news that will unite us all. So, the first news story, this happened a little while ago, but it's too good not to share. Shaq. Lots and lots of people love Shaq. A few people hated him when he was in his playing days because he was just so dominant. But the man just gives and cares about the community, about people. He gives his time so much to charity. He's so great with people. And he just happened to be in a jewelry store and noticed that a gentleman was appearing to try and buy a engagement ring and was asking about layaway for the engagement ring. Shaq had other plans. He just slides his card and pays for the ring, creating an everlasting memory and providing that the smallest minute detail and gesture can impact so many people. Uh, You know, I don't know Shaq, never had the opportunity to meet him, but he seems like a wonderful human being that I would love to get to talk to, hang out with. Uh, He simply knows how to spread hope, joy, happiness, and, uh, you know, changing people who they've never met around the world with just a simple gesture. So, 10 gold stars, uh, imaginary gold stars, I don't have any, but... uh, Thank you for bringing hope and joy, uh, especially in this climate that we are in in the world. And that is um, what we need more of in this world. You know, the NFL season is uh, on break right now. It's the offseason, but that doesn't stop its NFL stars from making news. It includes DK Metcalf. Now, 
my team plays him a lot. So when we play the Seattle Seahawks, I don't necessarily like him because he's good. That being said, he seems like a really cool person. He's a really fast player, a uh, you know, really great person. And he's so fast that he thought, you know what, let's attempt to try and make the Olympic team in the 100 meter. And that's what he did. He ran a very impressive 10.36 in qualifying. Now, in a sport where milliseconds dictates first to fifth to seventh, he did not advance, but that is still an amazing and speedy, speedy time. No doubt he has been working on that in the offseason, and uh, he is going to be a force come the 2021 NFL season, which just released its season schedule. So if you're planning on making it to a game this upcoming season, hopefully uh, that will happen, and it looks like it probably will be the case. Um, go check out the schedule and uh, see what games you want to see live. A story of perseverance has caught our eye here at the Sports United Podcast, and uh, perseverance, always working hard and never giving up, that is what we need to teach the young athletes of tomorrow. Now, a little boy who plays soccer got dropped from a team right before they were supposed to leave for a tournament when he was five. That's right, you heard five. That's heartbreaking for a young kid learning to play soccer to get dropped from a team for, before a tournament at five years old. What kind of competitive league has a team at five years old? That's what I want to know. I certainly was not playing any sport at a competitive level where I could get dropped from a team at five years old. This past week, he faced that very same coach that dropped him at five years old, and he scored a hat trick. This is a prime example on why you should never give up, keep working hard, and get to stick it to all the haters. Speaking of working super, super hard, Michael Visaski making his first PGA Tour event. After attempt, after attempt, and attempt, he was finally able to qualify for his first PGA Tour event after uh, winning a tournament. And when you look at the video, the excitement on his face, the relief, the joy, and kind of everything sinking in with that emotion. And then comes the next joyous moment that someone gets to do is calling your parents and telling them, that you have just achieved something so great that you've worked for for so long. And that is something that parents strive for for their kids. To keep going, going, being supportive. That's what parents do uh, for their kids. They just keep being supportive. And when you get to hear that phone call and just the joy in his uh, voice and the tears rolling down his face. It's on speakerphone. And when he talks to his dad. You can hear it on both sides, uh, the joy from the dad feeling that his kid finally got to be, is going to become a, a PGA golfer, uh, going to be able to play at an event, a goal that he's been trying to achieve for years, and just never give up no matter what state you are. If you think you want it and you work hard enough, just being given the opportunity 
that's when you are able to shine. Uh, so go watch the video. I hope it spreads so much joy and hope uh, as we go into May. People are getting vaccinated and soon we'll be able to play sports again together, watch sports again together in a large crowd. I know that sounds so crazy to talk about that uh, we're getting super close to potentially being able to do that. And I know some people in areas around Canada, the United States, uh, it's looking a little bleak. Uh, you're still in lockdown. Uh, go get vaccinated so that we can do this. You can uh, play sports and continue on if you are very close to achieving your dream. Um, myself, it's a little too late for me to go professional, if you will, uh, but I still enjoy it. I can't wait to play sports. Hopefully, in about a month, we'll be able to play sports, get out there, be active. I'm just rambling, but uh, this story just makes me so happy, and I feel feel so good for Michael. Congratulations on achieving your first PGA Tour event, and uh, hopefully you get to make many, many more. Now, this story comes from 2010. So, it comes from Fabian Vargas, a soccer player. He was playing for Almari uh, when they were facing Barcelona. Now, if you don't know Barcelona, Lionel Messi, so many great players, and especially in 2010, a huge draw. Now, before the match, a friend of uh, Vargas wanted to take his jersey and put it up for auction to raise money for uh, the victims of the flood in Colombia at that time. Now, he had an idea to maybe go and talk with Messi before the match, explain the situation, maybe he could get his jersey as well after the game and raise even more money. They lost the game 8-0. Barcelona's a very, very good team. He was kind of angry, and he forgot all about asking for his shirt at the end of the match. Now, when they were in the locker room, the Almari steward came up to him in the locker room and told him that someone wanted to see him. He went out of the locker room, and he saw Messi with a little bag. And he said, here, take these jerseys uh, for your collection. He hugged him, thanked him so much. And when he got back into the locker room, he didn't even open up what the bag was. And he opened it up in the locker room. He saw the shirts of Pique, Alve, Javi, Puro, Messi, so many of the great Barcelona players. It's small, small acts. This took 11 years to come out. I mean, maybe it's come out before, but just coming to my attention now. These stories that you don't hear of great players doing things, knowing their position, and a simple thing of, hey, I wore this shirt, here you go. Auction it off, hopefully you raise a ton of money to help people in need. And as we start to see around the world, some areas are coming out of this devastation of this pandemic, and others are just being hammered by it. This is what we need to all come together, to have moments like this, to talk about the joyous of what sports can do, what athletes can do, what we can do as recreational sports players, sports watchers, podcast listeners. It's just to be kind, understanding, and help people when you can. And who knows? We never know what's going to come out of it, but the joy that it should give you 
helping people. At least that's what we try and do here at the podcast. And again, the name, if you haven't ever listened, that's what we try and do here. This is why we uh, have this segment of news that will unite us all. Because uniting us all is a lot better than being apart. And when I say be apart, obviously we have to be apart at this point, but being torn apart by differences. When we have a one love like sport, it can help be the great bringer of together, even if you don't like the other team you're playing. It's still that joyous feeling. Uh, I I really can't wait to be at the next live game when my team is playing someone like Toronto or going to a San Francisco 49ers game, playing the Seahawks. Uh, as much as I hate them, it's just the atmosphere. I, I can't wait to have that feeling again. And uh, hopefully it comes really, really soon. Also this past week, the Columbus Blue Jackets parted ways with John Tortorella in a mutual breakup, if you will. And if you don't know who John Tortorella is, he is a very, very passionate coach. And um, is very blunt sometimes, uh, but doesn't sugarcoat it. And some players really, really love it. Some don't like that style of coaching. It works for him as he's been an NHL coach for a long, long time. But just because he has this persona of being tough doesn't mean that he's a tough person outside of that rink. Sometimes you just need that extra motivation outside of that. People can be very, very loving characters. And again, some of these stories that just come out after someone has been fired or let go or who knows. Um, a story that came out was that when this individual met John Tortorella on their way to dinner. Now, as they went towards the restaurant, uh, they stopped uh, to give a homeless girl uh, and her dog some money. Then they entered into the restaurant. After ordering his dinner and eating it, Tortorella ordered more dinner uh, and kind of like, oh, interesting, very, very hungry. What he actually did was order a separate dinner for the girl that they had passed by outside and put his scraps from his dinner in a bag for the dog. When he went back outside, he gave her the meal, the scraps for the dog, and more money for a place to sleep. And the moral of this story is that that is the side that many, many people don't see or doesn't get reported on because it's not the fiery John Tortorella that many, many people know and see on TV. And it's kind of this just notion that people see things on TV, especially with uh, sports figures or coaches, it's very, very easy for coaching is a very stressful job sometimes, especially in the high levels. You might see people explode, and that's what gets TV views. So, of course, that's all you see. Other times, you don't see the story of John. The cameras aren't around. There's no paparazzi following the hockey coach, uh, and at least in Columbus. I don't think anywhere. So, these are the stories. Again, I hate to sound like a broken record, and I hate to be saying the entire thing over and over and over again. But this is the stories that kind of make us feel good inside. That like, wow, like people are helping people 
And they don't do it to be recognized. They don't do it when there's a camera around. They do it whenever they can. And that's the important thing to take away. Do good when you can. You might not be able to. You might be at a stay-at-home order. You might be in lockdown. Or if you're in the United States, you might be able to go play, watch a game, watch a baseball game. But do good when you can. That's all we ask, at least here at the podcast. Now, this next story, it might be a little bit tough to listen, but I think it's a very, very important story to hear. I know it really moved me, uh, especially uh, especially going through everything in the world. Uh, you might not feel like you were able to reach out to someone, but if you do feel that, if you do suffer from depression from anxiety, if you do feel like you can't reach out for help, there's always someone here. And this is the story of Drew Robinson. Now, this came out at the beginning of baseball uh, because it was about the uh, year anniversary of what happened took place. Um, And it's something that you need to read. I'm going to be kind of summing up his story but it's something that you really, really need to read the entirety of. I'm not doing it justice by just summarizing it uh, for a podcast. It's not my story. It's his story to tell, but it's a very important story that everyone needs to read because it encompasses what people have gone through just since the pandemic started, not even before. Doesn't matter who you are, a high-level athlete, a high school student, someone who lost their job, someone who has continuously worked in the healthcare field and just been beaten down, constantly going, 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 and not had a break to stop. We all have been through something, and it it doesn't matter how you look on the outside, because on the inside could be completely different from what you are portraying on the outside. So Drew is a baseball player. He is a baseball player that survived a suicide attempt last year and now is using his story to talk and help as many people as possible. This year, again, has been rough. No matter how successful a person looks, Drew is still in baseball and starting this season uh, in AAA, the farm team for the Giants, one step away from the major leagues. He has been up and down. He has played in the major leagues before. Uh, This year, of course, has been tough, with everyone feeling worn down, many people away from their friends and family. And if you know the journey of baseball players, you can be away from friends and family for a long, long time, especially in the minors, going on bus routes. It's not glorious. It's not the hotel that you see the MLB players getting to experience. Don't let anyone tell you that we're all suffering from the same thing, because we're not. We might all be in the same ocean, especially around the world, but not everybody's in the same boat riding the same waves. So if you are listening, please go read Drew's story. And we will put it on our social media pages, Sports Unite Podcast, on Instagram and Facebook. It's honestly something that you know, you'll read and you'll kind of have to take a second 
and gather yourself because it's very, very powerful. And I'm not really going to kind of go into what happened. Uh, I will say that um, he is playing today. And this week he was actually a, he hit his first home run of the season. And uh, as of right now, he's playing with one eye. So if that's not something to look up and be like, wow, like it's, it's amazing what he went through and what he had to go through to understand and feel different. And some of us, it's, it's very, very powerful. And uh, there's no real way to sum it up. But other than that, if you, if you don't feel comfortable reaching out on social media to your friends, uh, there are definitely others out there waiting to listen. Um, we are here to listen to you. We're just a small podcast. Uh, you probably know who I am if you're listening to this. Uh, and if not, I thank you and we are friends. Uh, we, you know, we're here for you. We try to be here for you every single week. And, uh, you know, we are here. If you're willing to send us a message, we're willing to listen, give back. If you want to come on the podcast, let us know. And, um, just remember that uh, we are always going to be there for you. And this last story of uh, news that will unite us all, uh, it's, uh, I think, my favorite. It's heartwarming. It really engulfs what the fans mean to the players. And it also kind of happens to happen to my favorite hockey team. So I guess that might make it my favorite story. But Tim Stutzel, uh, the wonder first-round draft pick for the Ottawa Senators this past year, scored his first career hat-trick. Unfortunately, here in Canada, we have no fans for the hockey games, so no hats came flying down the ice, something a player dreams about doing, collecting the hats, getting to experience that, especially if you're in your home stadium. Unfortunately, Tim was not able to experience that. However... They live in a wonderful neighborhood, and someone came up with the idea that the kids of the neighborhood would go on the other side of the fence, of course not interacting with the hockey players due to social distancing, but they called them out onto the backyard, and hats just began to fly into the backyard, something that I never, it was so cool, I never thought I'd see something like that, but it really touched my heart. It showed what a neighborhood can do, community can do, uh, the appreciation of the fans, especially the kids, the young kids that are missing going to their team, uh, watching them live, playing hockey even. Many, many kids didn't have a season this year. So when you get to see that, then you look up and just see kind of the wonder and joy this kid is young. He's freshly drafted, 18, 19. I probably should have looked up his age, but he's a young kid. And to see just kind of the wonderment, enthusiasm, joy, and being like, wow, something special just happened in front of him. And it's just, it's why we fall in love with sports. 
It's why we have a new segment called News That Will Unite Us All, because these news stories deserve to be told and shared, whether you watch hockey or not. Uh, here in Canada, you probably saw, saw the video, because we are hockey crazy here, but also it's a very nice, loving story. It's a very Canadian story. Kids showing their love for probably one of their newest favorite players for their team. Someone they've never gotten to see play live before um, since it's his first season. But showing that that community, that love, that we love having you play for our team. And we want to show, we want to shower you with hats when we should have been able to but weren't. And we still want to be able to do that. And uh, with that, that's going to do it for this segment. Before I keep blabbing about uh, being kind to one another, I'm sure you're, uh, you know, we're all, we all know the message. We're going to jump into our Olympics segment now. It's been a few uh, weeks, uh, probably a little bit longer than that. And we got to get going. We're slowly, but very fast, running out of time to finish our Olympic countdown before the Olympics begin. I know it's going to be a crazy time come July and August. Uh, throwing out ideas on what to do for Olympic coverage since we've covered them so often. But we're going to continue our countdown with two Olympic sports. First is field hockey. Every so often, someone will come in talking about hockey, and you get that odd person that will be like, which hockey are you talking about? And people look up and go, what do you mean what hockey we're talking about? And that person goes, oh, are you talking about field hockey or ice hockey? And at least in North America, every single other person in that group will be like, why do you have to ask that question? But it's becoming a very popular sport. I learned how to play field hockey in gym class. I don't think every gym class got to learn, but I have an appreciation for this sport because it's a lot tougher, especially on a taller player. Uh, always having to bend down, everyone gets the same stick, it's curved one way That's and flat the other, that's what you've got. So it is hard, and it's you get a lot of bruises. The IHF, this is the reason why the Ice Hockey Federation is called the Double IHF, so uh, thanks, field hockey. Uh, and the IHF first appeared uh, for field hockey in the 1908 Games, Took a little bit of a break, 1920, but then was removed because the Federation uh, didn't really have its stuff together. And then returned back at the 1928 Olympics and has been there ever since. First few dominant countries were India and Pakistan. Uh, they were dominant, winning a majority of the gold medals from 1928 to 1984, which is a huge dynasty for countries in a sport. Olympics, non-Olympics, they pretty much ruled uh, the field for field hockey. Since 1984, it has been taken over by various other countries. At the 1976 Olympics in Montreal, that was the first host to host field hockey on artificial turf. <gasps> I know it seems very unusual when that happens. Uh, many, many sports, they make that an, anti um, an anecdote that field hockey was played on 
artificial, not real grass. Like, it was a big deal. Now it's, yeah, whatever. Uh, in 1980, women were allowed to compete and added to the program. Until 1988, though, it was invitation only. There was no way to qualify, which seems very, very different for Olympics and sports. You usually have to qualify, but they had an agreement with the IHF to invite only. That stopped uh, after 1988, and uh, it's now based on qualification. So, how does one qualify? Well, the process since 1988 uh, is there's one spot for the hosts, so Japan gets that, and then the rest are qualifying tournaments based on geography and then kind of a overall last tournament. Japan uh, won both the women's and men's tournament at the 2018 Asian Games, so uh, that meant... Well, they already qualified as host, so they kind of took two spots. So an extra spot was given to the final qualifying tournament instead of giving it to the second place team. So at the final Olympic qualifying event, instead of just six teams qualifying, they get seven. On the men's side, Argentina won the Pan American Games, so they qualify. South Africa won the African Qualifier. Belgium won the Euro Hockey Championship, which is a wicked tournament name. Australia won the Oceania spot. Then the remaining countries that had not qualified, uh, but had finished at the top in the IAFF-FIH Pro League, the FIH Series Final, and World Rankings get put into a pot, and they play a home-and-away aggregate series where the winner goes to the Olympics. So the winner on the men's side for those matchups were Spain, Netherlands, Canada, India, New Zealand, Germany, and Great Britain. On the women's side, same thing, Japan is host, so they get on. Argentina won the Pan American Games as well. South Africa won the African Qualifiers. Netherlands for the Euro Hockey Championship. Again, so wicked. New Zealand won the Oceania. And same as the men's, the remaining top-right countries... Top finishers from the Pro League, the series, make it to the last chance home and away aggregate playoffs. On the women's side, we have winners as Australia, China, Spain, India, Germany, Great Britain, and Ireland, who will be making their first ever appearance. Also, a really, really funny, weird kind of sports always brings up these quirky facts and stats. Uh, that's what Again, a cool subculture of sport. Canada lost both of the finals at the Pan American Games to Argentina. Therefore, they had to win and go to uh, the, second, uh, the last chance qualifiers, which they did. And they were both drawn against Ireland. They both faced Ireland and went to a shootout. The men won their shootout. The women did not. That's one of those crazy sports facts. Uh, at the 2016 Olympic Games, Argentina, Belgium, and Germany were on the podium for the men, and Great Britain, Netherlands, and Germany were on the podium for the women. Field hockey will be played from July 24th to August 6th. The second Olympic event that we are covering today is the beautiful game of football. Yes, footy is here at the Olympics. But it's slightly different than other programs as the men's tournament has a under 23 and age limit. 
Well, on the women's side, there is no age limit. Football has been at every Olympic Games other than the original 1896, and then they kind of took a break in 1932. Uh, well, I should say the men's tournament anyways. We'll talk about that. FIFA was not organized or ready before the first tournament in 1896. And then uh, they decided in 1932 that uh, everyone should watch the World Cup and not watch the Olympic tournament. So uh, they chose to focus themselves on the World Cup instead of the Olympics, but then returned in uh, 1936 games. The women's tournament was added to the program in 1996. In 1992, the men's program moved to the current under-23 age restriction. They also allow three players over 23 on uh, each club, but that is it. Or I should say each nation, not club. Uh, and again, there's no age restriction on the women's program, so it's the same squad you would see at World Cups. To qualify, they use the same membership organizations as they would for the World Cup or any continental championships. So if you've listened to any of our uh, past soccer football uh, programs, you've kind of heard us talk about UEFA, uh, CONCACAF, Oceania, the AFC, uh, the OFC, the Colombo. Uh, it's a fun one to say. So uh, we'll be using those acronyms and those describe kind of the organizations based on geography that these countries would play in. So following the qualification, there are some tournaments and then there are some specific Olympic tournaments and then there are some just championships that they use to qualify on the men's side anyways. Uh, so Japan qualifies as host. UEFA has a under-21 championship tournament, which qualifies four countries. Oceania qualifies one as an Olympic qualifying tournament. Both Africa and Asia have an under-23 tournament qualifying three nations each. Colombo and CONCACAF, kind of two fun uh, organizations to say, have their own Olympic qualifying tournament. On the men's side, again, Japan as host. France, Germany, Romania, and Spain qualify for UEFA. New Zealand qualified for the OFC. Egypt, Côte d'Ivoire, and uh, South Africa. If you don't know Côte d'Ivoire, it's Ivory Coast, but uh, c'est en français là, donc c'est Côte d'Ivoire. Uh, qualify for uh, Africa. Australia, Saudi Arabia, and South Korea qualify for the AFC. Now you're probably thinking... Australia isn't in Asia. Well, in some instances, Australia has chosen to play and qualify in the Asian uh, geography and not in the Oceania. But others, they qualify or compete in the Oceania. It can get a little confusing. For soccer, they have gone to the, uh, to the Asian Federation, uh, not Oceania. Argentina and Brazil have qualified for Colombo, and Mexico and Honduras qualified for CONCACAF. For the women's tournament, they have a mix of qualification tournaments, already established tournaments, and uh, they also kind of use the World Cup, some organizations do. Japan qualifies as host. One spot for Colombo, determined by the Copa America. If you watch soccer, Copa America is a very big tournament. 
Uh, one spot goes to the uh, Oceania from their Nations Cup. UEFA qualifies countries from the last Women's World Cup. So the top three European countries uh, from the World Cup automatically get a qualifying berth for the Olympics. CONCACAF has a separate Olympic qualifying tournament and qualifies two countries. Uh, the CAF, which is Africa, has one spot. And the AFC, which is the Asian uh, qualification, has two spots. There's also a Calm and Bold and CAF playoff. Because they only have one spot each, the finalists that don't get that qualification spot play off in a playoff. Can't say that more. Uh, and the winner gets the last spot. So Japan has qualified as host. Brazil gets the one spot from the Copa America. And Chile advances to the playoffs for finishing second. New Zealand qualifies for the Oceania. Great Britain, Netherlands, and Sweden qualify for UEFA for finishing uh, the top countries. Actually, all three played in the semifinals of the Women's World Cup, which is crazy because uh, Sweden played Germany, who won the gold medal in 2016. So by beating them and having the other nations make it to the uh, semifinals, Germany does not qualify for the Olympics this time around. Also, Great Britain doesn't play in the World Cup. England does, or Ireland, or Wales, or other UK countries. No, not Ireland is not. But anyways, because England made it so far, and in the Olympics they are Team Great Britain, uh, not the UK, I should say, but Team Great Britain, uh, that gives Great Britain the spot instead of just England. It can get very complicated. Uh, so, so fast. Um, Canada and the United States uh, made the final of the Olympic qualifying tournament, so both have a spot. Zambia won the CAF tournament, and for the qualifying spot, uh, playoff spot, it goes to Cameroon, and uh, they will play Chile. Australia and China qualify for the AFC, and in the final spot, Chile and Cameroon played each other, and Chile was the winner between Cameroon, and they get the final spot. In the 2016 tournament, Brazil won on the men's side, and it's a very historic moment. Uh, I recommend going back and watching it. Neymar Jr. playing for his home country, trying to win a gold medal for his country, the soccer-crazy nation of Brazil, and they deliver. And if you haven't watched, you can see how much it means to him, how much it means to the country, a football crazy nation, which had never won a gold medal in soccer before, uh, and they won over Germany. Nigeria finished with the bronze medal over Honduras. On the women's side, Germany beating Sweden, and Canada getting the bronze versus the host nation, Brazil. Soccer this time goes between July 21st and August the 7th. That's going to do it for this episode of the Sports Unite podcast. But first, we have two massive giveaways. The first giveaway is we are giving away a draft hat from the 2021 NFL Draft. Now you're probably wondering, well, what team? Well, that determines who wins and what team they cheer for. So in order to win the draft hat from the Sports Unite podcast, there are things you need to do. First, 
you have to follow us on social media. If you don't have social media, that is okay. There is another way to win. On our social media page for this episode, we're going to make a post below, either on Instagram or Facebook. You are going to have to rate your team's draft this year. Give them a grade. Did they get an A+. You might all put A-pluses because you think your team won A-plus. Uh, did they get a B-plus, maybe a D, an F? That's okay to not really like your team's draft this year. But let us know what you think, what grade level your team deserves for their draft this year. If you don't have social media, you can always email us at sportsnightpodcast at gmail.com. Email us with the title Draft Hat Contest and put it in the body of the email which one, which letter, which team you like, and what you think they did. Now our other giveaway. This is something we're going to introduce next episode, but we finally have a sponsor. That is right. Only took a year, and we have a wonderful sponsor. So what you're going to have to do in order to win our uh, second giveaway, which won't start until the next episode, which will be on May 20th, which will be our playoff episode. You're going to have to, one, like our social media page. Two, you're going to have to like our sponsors page. And you're probably thinking, well, who's the sponsor? Who's the secrecy? It's a wonderful company, uh, apparel company, clothing. Everyone can use more clothing. It's summertime. We all need new t-shirts. We all need new hats. And uh, this company, brand new company out of Regina, they're called Draft Apparel Co. So go on Facebook. You can follow them. Go on Instagram. We will have a separate giveaway for Facebook and we will have a separate giveaway for Instagram. So go like them on Instagram and Facebook, Draft Apparel Co. Fitting name, Draft we have a draft. We're a sports podcast. They're a sports apparel company. It's a match made in heaven. So go follow them. This is open to residents in Canada, Sweden, Hong Kong, England, wherever you listen to us, because we are up to seven different countries that have downloaded this podcast, which is insane to think of. So thank you so very much, which is why we're trying to do more and more contests to give back to you. We are inching ever so close also to a thousand downloads it means this podcast has been downloaded a thousand times insane so first giveaway give your nfl team a draft grade on uh social media facebook or instagram on either post or email us at the sports Night podcast and that will be a separate giveaway and then our second giveaway, so we'll put a date, let's see, uh, this contest, the NFL Apparel, will end on, let's give it the date of May 21st. So you have a week from tomorrow, or I guess if you listen to this when it comes out early in the morning, Friday. So a week to get it in, it ends at 11.59 Pacific Standard Time, we'll give you an extra hour on the West Coast. Uh let us know your draft grade for your NFL team, and then we will announce the winner. And then starting May 20th, we will give away the details on how to win hard-to-get merchandise. 
It's brand new. It's so brand new that many of the items have already sold out. They're pre-sale, sold out. So this is going to be a wonderful partnership. So starting next episode, uh, we will announce the second giveaway on how to win that draft apparel clothing. Uh, so go like them already because that's going to be a stipulation. I'm giving you a head start. Go follow them on their social media pages. And if you don't follow us, of course, always follow us on our social media pages, Sports Night Podcast, Facebook, Instagram. And uh, if you ever have any interest to be on the podcast, you're a huge fan, you're like, yeah, I want to be on those fandom series, email us at sportsnightpodcast at gmail.com. And we will, of course, vet you and send you those questions and you can be on the podcast. So thank you so much for joining us once again. Send in your draft grades. Wind uh, the hat. You have a week. Uh, Let us know on our social media pages. And as always, sport on.